0: This is the Suffer First Podcast, episode 20. Thanks for tuning in. What is up? Welcome to the Suffer First Podcast, episode 20. The show is coming to you from a Rona-free zone known as the Suffer First Studio in Michael Royce City here in the great state of Texas. It's been a minute since you've heard from Michael, and he wants you to know that he really does appreciate you being here. I want to remind you of just a few things before the show gets started. You can listen to the Suffer First podcast on iTunes and at SufferFirst.com. It would be greatly appreciated if you would just take one minute out of your entire human life and give the show a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. If you listen on SufferFirst.com, we would also ask that you donate one more minute of your existence on this terrestrial plane to leave a kind comment. Hearing from folks that listen is always pretty cool. As a reminder, giving the show a five-star rating on iTunes increases its popularity rating and search rating, which only helps people find the show more easily. Alrighty then. Now, for the best part of the entire show... I have the distinct honor and privilege of introducing you to the creator of Suffer First, Michael Royce.
1: Wow, thanks, Con. That was awesome. (laughs) You did, do you realize how fast you did that?
0: I cannot believe I did that.
1: That was like, was was that one? That was my second try. You messed up and then did one more. Yep. Dude, that's incredible. Because the first one was... I 34,
0: think we, guys? I think we
1: decided on 32. <laughs> I think that's what we decided.
0: I think we did. Wow,
1: well, could it possibly be the Arkansas vacation that did it for you? Some I rest, think, mm-hmm. some relaxation, you got a little canoeing in... You got to work some of your baby magic on several infants.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was. It really just calmed my brain down.
1: I feel like that's what it was. You've seen much more zen right now. Yes. There I'm really get.
0: in my chakra zone. You
1: get, you get the throat chakra, the yes. heart chakra. I, I reading chakra. It. The reading chakra. Choc- you got the reading chakra, which requires the eye chakra yes. and the brain chakra. So I'm, I'm impressed by it. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate you doing this for me. Thank you very much. So before we go, we got to do what we do. We got to right? do it. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. God's of war,
0: may your hammer be mighty. Nice,
1: good job. Thanks, babe. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Take it easy. Well, that was awesome. Always uh, good to have some fun with with the daughter, Red Baby, which is what she is. So I haven't been with you guys in a while. Um, I've got a story for you, Um, but it spans 53 years. So it's quite a story, so it's going to take a while to tell, and just to be honest, one episode isn't going to get it done. I, I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about it on every episode, that would bore even me, you know, but the story is important because this story is the genesis of Suffer First, Glory Second. I want to get, I want to get started by telling you a little bit of my history. But during the course of, of my storytelling, I also want to give you some, some idea of what's going on now. Um, the storyline may be a little bit disjointed because I, I'm just going to jump around a bit. So it won't always follow a straight timeline. Um, I guess I'll just work all that out as we go along. Let me start by saying that I decided to change how I lived in relation to being fat on May 31st, 2010. I'll tell you up front that from May 31st, 2010 until this very day, this story has twists, turns, massive successes, and equally massive failures. It's a story of suffering and glory, and more suffering and more glory, neither of which are static or constant. At no point is glory always in my grasp, I assure you. Suffering is the only constant, and it comes and goes in various forms and intensities. That date, May 31st, 2010, was not a date that I chose. It actually chose me. It was the result of something that I never saw coming. You see, I've been fat my whole life. With the exception of maybe seven or eight years, let's just call it the ages of 17 through 23 or 24, I fought the good fight with fat badly. As far back as I can remember food, unhealthy food has played a major part of my life for more years than I care to try and remember. I would at a minimum drink oh, it's man, it 's hard to say even now um, I, for that period of time, I would drink at least a six pack of cokes uh, of Cokes a day. I remember going to a thanksgiving gathering this is This is incredible when I look back on it it 's just it 's embarrassing. Even if I don't tell you, just thinking about this story embarrasses me internally. I can remember going to a Thanksgiving gathering with my wife's family about, I don't know, it's about 15 years or so ago. And I remember being in my wife's parents' house and she called to me from the kitchen and asked if I wanted something to drink. And I can remember um, answering her, yeah, would you get me a glass of Coke, please? Well, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law was standing there, and he he, he asked me this, and I, to this day, I'm not even sure if he was serious or not, but it nevertheless, he said, man, do you ever drink water? I don't remember exactly what I said to him, but that moment, it, it was a moment when I actually thought to myself, no, I don't drink anything else. I just drink Cokes. I can remember a story. A buddy of mine, Rob Clark, who I've interviewed on this show in the past, he tells a funny yet really embarrassing story about me. He and I worked together off and on for a number of years. Um, At one time, uh, he had an office that overlooked a parking lot and a Wendy's hamburger joint. Uh, This particular Wendy's was a restaurant that I frequented quite often. I would typically go through the drive through and order my fast food and sit in the parking lot and eat and drink lunch or or eat lunch and drink my Coke at lunch, right? Um, on one particular day, I went through that drive through and after picking up my order at the window, um, I took a drink of the Coke that they gave me and realized that they had given me a diet Coke instead of the insulin spiking full sugar version. Um, needless to say, I was not pleased. And I was not going to haul my big body out of that car and walk into to the store and get a replacement, uh, nor was I going to sit through that line again uh, in the drive-through. So <laughs> I pulled up next to the car at the pickup window, squeezed out of the door of my car, put up my hand to the car that was just about to pull up to the window, and walked right up to the person at the window and got my full sugar drink replacement. Uh, little did I know that at that time, Rob actually was sitting at his desk watching and laughing as I shut down the Wendy's traffic, uh, to get my sugar water. When I got back in the office, he whipped my ass with that story. Um, and to this day, 15 years later, um, it's still a story that's never going to go, go away between he and I. Um, I I'd been over 300 pounds for so many years that it, it really wasn't even something I thought about anymore. Um, I had moments when I would work up some determination to lose some weight and it would last, I don't know, a month or two. And then the determination would simply just fizzle out. Uh, During the years, let's just say 2000 through 2002, I lost about 15 to 20 pounds three or four times and gained really all of it right back um, with some added weight um, each time. In a matter of probably those, just those three years, I lost over 60 pounds, but yet gained well over 80 pounds during that whole process as well. Um, In all honesty, after that last foray into weight loss, I just decided that it was a pointless waste of time. It was really just too much for me to continue to try. Uh, After all, I'd been at this my whole life, literally my whole life, and the end result was always the same. Lose some, then gain more. I was just tired of the game. Uh, when I do something, I want to win. And I couldn't win at the fat loss game. What was the point? I decided to look for another game to play that I could actually win. I went to see my doctor in April 2010 for some allergy problems I was having. Um, As you know, during the course of every doctor visit, you got to climb up on that ridiculous scale, right? Um, It doesn't matter if you're there for an ingrown toenail, to have a splinter removed from your finger. It just doesn't matter. You're going to get up on that Tower of Judgment. I felt like telling the nurse it was none of their business how much I weighed, that I'm here for a shot to get rid of my my allergy symptoms, and you don't have any need for my weight in order to do that. Nevertheless, I got up there on the stupid machine, and that thing told me that I was now as fat as I had ever been. I had reached the nirvana of fatness. I weighed 353 fat pounds. I can't name all the emotions that went through me at that moment but none were positive in nature. I was defeated. Seriously, I was defeated. I needed a double cheeseburger and some cheese fries after that. But by this point in my life, I was used to being fat and so saw really no point in letting this new weight get me down. Um, I figured if you're going to do anything, you know, be the best at it and gaining weight. I felt like I was the best at it. In less than an hour, I would forget that I was even in that doctor's office and life would be back to fat normal. I had no intention of even trying to lose weight again. As I said before, it was a losing battle that I'd tried and you know, tried to fight a lot in my in my past. I was 43 years old at that time and life was just too short to keep trying to beat something that had kicked my butt so many times before. I was not going to go down that road again. The fat loss game was over. Fini. Then it happened. I didn't expect it. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't praying for it. It just happened. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have always been the fattest guy in any room that I've I've found myself occupying. The same goes with any office I've ever worked in. I'd been working for a company for around, for around a year in 2010. And I was indeed true to form the fattest guy in the whole company. The sad thing is, this office was a little bit different than others that I'd, I'd been a part of. This office was made up of guys that were health freaks. There were guys that were bodybuilders in the office. There were triathletes, baseball players, basketball players, football players. Some of these guys had played their sports at like the D1 level. It, it, was, <laughs> it was ridiculous uh, for me uh, to be around some of these guys. Most were the picture, not of health, but super health then there was me. I was good at my job, but I was the fattest guy in there again. Over the course of my life, I've learned to deal with this, but man, it just sucks. Anyway, the day finally came when the company hired a guy that was at least as fat as me. I'm not certain, but he could have been fatter. Insert angel singing here. Man, that was a good day. I wasn't the only fat slob in the place. At least all eyes weren't on me all the time as the office fat guy. What I didn't know, and this is a problem, what I didn't know was that new fat guy had made an arrangement with management to get some time off in less than a month after being hired. He had previously been scheduled to have some surgery. What was that surgery, you ask? I bet you can guess. He was going to have gastric bypass surgery. He was going to get a thumb stomach, that son of a, he wasn't going to be the fat guy much longer. And I was once again going to be crowned the office fat guy. I was bitter to say the least, whatever. After the surgery, that dude dropped 80 pounds faster than I can eat a number two with cheese, no onions, extra pickles, large onion rings, and a large Coke from Whataburger. And just in case you're curious on a good day, I can eat that in less than 15 minutes and have already moved on to some chocolate chip cookies. I admit that I get a bit agitated pretty easily, but this guy sent me over the edge into full pissed off. I'm not going to go into what I think about those that get this surgery right now. That's for another time, but I am going to tell you, what he did that put me on the course that started back on May 31st, 2010. I was sitting in my cube, right? Where we all go in these cube farms, right? To do our business. I was sitting in my cube, minding my own fat business on or about May 27th, 2010. When I heard someone walk up behind me, I turned around, just kind of turned my head to look over my shoulder at whoever was entering my cube. And it was formerly office fat guy. And he had something he needed to ask me. He was talking in very hushed tones. Little did I know that he was on the verge of asking me the question. It was a question that would alter my mind in ways that I did not know were possible. He had a very serious look on his face, and I thought he might be in some kind of trouble. He had been telling me, actually, for some time now that he was having some various health problems due to his recent surgery. Part of me was concerned, and another part of me just felt annoyed he leaned down really close to me, actually really too close. I, I, don't, I'm not into people like getting in my ear when they talk to me, but he leaned down really close and he asked in very hushed tones, uh, Michael, I, um, I wanted to know if you might, um, want to come over to my house and, um, take a look through my closet at, um, my old clothes. Um, they don't fit me anymore and, uh, They're really, really nice, and uh, I thought you might want them. They don't fit me anymore because they're just too big, but they should fit you pretty nicely. Man, life-altering doesn't even begin to describe what that question did to me. Something happened to my brain that day. I'm no doctor, but I'm telling you right now, there had to have been some kind of chemical change that occurred in me when he asked me that question. Up to that fateful day, I had no intention to ever try to lose weight again. But his question seemed to do something that I never had the power to do myself. It was like it was like I had two gear wheels in my head that had always just kind of touched at the tips of each other, but never actually meshed together to do work. On that day, at the end of that question, those gears finally slid together for the first time. Everything I ever thought about food, it seemed to change without me doing anything at all. The nature of his passive aggressive question caused me to immediately be very mad. And part of me wanted to get very violent. But looking back on that scene now, I have to say that there is a big part of me that will be forever grateful to that dude's question. I'd been to the doctor a month earlier in April and weighed 353 pounds. When the question left his mouth and the gears meshed together and my brain allowed me to do something I didn't think was possible, it changed forever for me. So I'm going to stop right there because like I said, there's no way that this story, uh, it spans 10 years, right? May 31st, 2010 to June 22nd, 2020. I'm not going to do all that in one show, but on future shows, not necessarily consecutively, but over over time. Uh, on future shows, I'll tell you more about my story. But I'm just going to let this stew right now. It just makes me feel good to let it stew a little bit. All right? So, I want the world to suffer. Say it with me. Suffer first. Glory second. See you later. Peace out. Gods of war.